everybody. Welcome back to the first episode of Yav's Pod of 2023. My name is Dalton Suter. He's Jeremy. He just did a bunch of cocaine. That's why he's got the sniffles. And Jeremy, I have something ridiculous to start us off right off the bat. Let's hear it. The world of competitive confectionery, confectionery up arsing is in terminal. After is, the man who held is, the Mars... Is, is up arsing what I think it is? After the man who held the Mars bar up bum record with his title had his title withdrawn, sir. Uh, Mark Anderson kept his record of squeezing 12 of the popular household treats into his otherwise out-of-bounds bum holes since summer of last year. But now, the all-powerful International Anal Insertion Association has ripped the award back off the Garden Center worker from West Derby, Liverpool. Ripped it out so fast it prolapsed his asshole. <laughs> the outfit's officious rules, I probably said that wrong, and regulations committee says that Mark, 41, b- broke all their bum fudge guidelines as he failed to use the standard sized 51 gram Mars bar to pack up his fundament. And they are insisting of his use of the smaller 39.4 gram bars from the popular multi-packs means his record claim is now void. So I'm going to say this. I think I could get more than 12 up my ass. They're they're (laughs) fucking, they're chocolate bars. I've shit turds bigger than 12 fucking chocolate bars. Like, I mean, here's my thing. So here's my thing. I think I could do that. But is that a title you want attached to your name? Do you want to introduce yourself to people as I hold the world record for the most candy bars shoved up my ass at once? Depends on how much money comes with that fame and for like. I feel like not probably a lot. Not, not it's a probably lot. like probably. a year supply of Mars bars. I mean, <laughs> so anyway, but Mark is furious that this was never pointed out to him at the time of his great effort and is demanding that his title be reinstated. You cheated, he Mark. Told- you got to take them man-sized Mars bars. Stop fucking, fucking around with kid size. <laughs> he told Sunday Sport, you have to wonder if anyone can c- contemplate the idea of getting 12 Mars bars up your arse. I tell you what, it takes a lot of time and effort to get them all in there, snugly fitted without any chocolate leakage. <laughs> so that's where he fucked up, is he went up. You got to get up, like roll up on your shoulders with your, with your, your eye pointing towards the sun. They just have somebody else feed them in one at a time. <laughs> so they slowly melt as they go in from the warmth yeah. of the sun rays. There you go. <laughs> I mean, do you do you have to put these 12 bars up your asshole and then take them back out and they still be fully formed chocolate bars? Like, how uh, does this work? I need I need to know the rules. Is this like something they show on ESPN Deportes? <laughs> like, is there a competitive uh, asshole it, eating contest? It might be on like ESPN Deplorables. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly so. <laughs> to suggest that I was somehow cheating when really I was just being thrifty by saving some cash on the multi-pack is devastating. You can't be thrifty. You gotta yes. go all out if you want the glory of saying that you have the chocolatiest butthole on the planet. It has literally added insult to injury because of having that amount of chocolate packed inside your arse takes some doing and doesn't lend itself for comfort. I wouldn't call that injury. That's discomfort. 
I've watched Mark a lot is, of porn, and I've seen some some like eight Mars bar sized dicks going in tight, tight, tight little white buttholes. So, I mean, Mark's not he's not breaking new ground here, is what I'm going to say. So, Mark is now being comforted by his wife Pat, 37, herself a record holder for having fitted an impressive 14 fries Turkish delights up her front bottom. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> I bet they're I bet they're that couple that go to parties and people like, God damn it, who invited them? And they're just gonna start shoving shit in their orifices. <laughs> she said Our Mark has done his his level best to reach greatness, and this is how those fucking snide cunts treat him. I'm worried sick now they might try to take my own title off me too. All that work for nothing. It's Did enough to make a grown man bars? cry. And it wouldn't surprise me if our Mark did, not just when he set his record either. Are Bro, you sure this real... is not from like harddrive.net or the onion or something? Like I find it hard pressed to believe there's an organization out there that keeps track of how many chocolate <laughs> bars people shove up their assholes. Man, you never let the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> it's from pressreader.com. What is pressreader.com? <sighs> This has to be a satire site. Uh, let's see. Pressreader.com. Other top stories. Actor Jeremy Renner, critical but stable. Okay, so we'll talk to talking about that. Uh, scores of Russians dead in airstrike. California braces for more rain after deluge. I, I don't know, man. Everything else is pretty fucking legit. <laughs> I mean, it, who fucking knows? It's possible, but. I will say that this article is from <clears throat> May 24th, 2020. Okay. So how many chocolate bars has he put up as a check? Check his Twitter. You know he's got videos of him shoving chocolate bars up his asshole. <laughs> okay, no, for one, <laughs> I don't want to look at that. Um, well, you can watch his wife shove fucking French fries in her cooter. If anyone's interested for just forty six p, you can dial. <laughs> this is an ad on this fucking site. 0908-520-1104 and have sex with cheap, filthy granny chat. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, my God. Sunday sport. You hear that, Sunday. Jeff? <laughs> British granny sex, too. So, I mean, that that's a bargain. You know how expensive it is to get British grannies over here in the States? You're talking about fucking less than, less than a quid. I There's one comment on this article. And it's, it, <laughs> it's one fucking comment. <laughs> and it's one word. <laughs> that word is amateurs. <laughs> fucking That's what I'm saying. I mean, 12, brilliant. 12 does not sound like a lot. Because think about a Mars bar. Like a Mars bar is like comparable to like a three musketeers in size, right? I yeah, I suppose. Like a standard, like a Snickers, like a standard chocolate bar. Like, that's not that big. So, I mean, if you were hard-pressed to, you could probably eat 12 chocolate bars in a row, right? Oof. I mean, if my life depended on it, maybe. If it was like 100 grand on the line, you could eat 12 chocolate bars in a row, probably. Just yeah. eat, them, eat them fast before they hit your stomach, you're fine. This is that, just in reverse. You put 12 of them up your butt, and then you poop <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You melted chocolate all over your house. My God. All right. Well, um, how are you doing, brother? Uh, 
2023 is off to a rough fucking start. But I am manifesting that this is going to be a good year for me. Like, come hell or high water, uh, this is going to be a good year. Started off pretty fucking shitty. Like, I had the flu over, like, the past five days or so. Like, Friday was really bad. So, it started Thursday morning. Sinus pressure, you know, runny nose. I'm like, okay, get some Sudafed. I'm like, if this doesn't work, I'll cook some meth. I'll smoke it. I'll be fine. Um, (laughs) They scanned my license at Walgreens, so, you know, I can't go buy Sudafed again for a while. But um, take a couple Sudafed. Helps with the sinus pressure mostly and, you know, drainage and all that keeps keeps ramping up. Then I wake up Friday morning and I'm like, can barely move. I'm hurting so bad. You know, sinus pressure, runny nose. Didn't really have a cough, but like could barely get out of bed. I go take a shit. Then like instead of even taking a shower, I just like ran a bath with Epsom salt and just laid in there. Just like it actually helped a little bit. But like I was so sore, and then for some reason, right on my like breastbone, right in the middle <coughs> of my chest, was just hurt so fucking bad. I was like, my mom was like, maybe you should go to urgent care. I was like, nah, like my life's not worth it. If it's gonna kill me, I'm just gonna die here on the couch. Jesus fucking Christ! Like so, you know, Friday sucked. My mom brought me some Nyquil, so I took Sudafed through the day. And I hadn't been sleeping really good. I've been waking up like every hour and a half or so. My mom brought me some Nyquil. I slept better. I still was waking up though, but like after that, the next morning I woke up, I felt a lot better. You know, just a little bit of sniffles, a little bit of body ache, mostly from laying around for a whole day. I can't, you know, guys our size, we can't lay around all day. We get sore as shit. Yeah. So you got to get up know, around stretch. Got up, went to work, wore a mask all day, but I got up and started doing shit and I was feeling better. You know, Saturday, or no, that's Saturday. Sunday, felt even better. Just had like the sniffles. Of course, with all the drainage and shit, it gave me a sore throat. That started the coughing today, which fucking, knock on wood, been pretty good so far. Your throat being real scratchy kind of fucked with my voice, so you'll probably hear sniffing, sniffling, coughing. I might sound scratchy and shit, but... I'm here because I do this for my fans. Um, Last night, as I'm laying in bed, I hear some disturbing news that really fucked with my headspace today. So, like, most of today, I was just in a fucking miserable place. Then came home tonight, ate some dinner, took care of the dog. I started watching Love on the Spectrum on Netflix, and it actually started making me feel better. So, yeah, you should check that show out because it's pretty endearing show it's a rea- a british reality tv show about adults with autism or asperger's trying to date and manage relationships and things like that it's pretty interesting so far other than that i beat high on life i gave up on platinum in god of war ragnarok <laughs> why I, is that i don't want to spoil it but i got to a secret boss and i have the more or less the most maxed out strength you can have in a build and I'm still doing, like, almost no damage to this boss. And they're just murdering my ass. And I was like, this isn't fun. Like, why am I going to waste hours doing something that's tedious when I can just play something else I'm going to enjoy? So I was like, well, fuck it. I took God of War out, put Stray in. Stray has been fucking awesome so far. Hold on. Before we move on. Yes. Listeners, skip ahead literally, like, 10 seconds if you don't want a possible spoiler for God of War. Yes. Starting now. Is it the two Valkyries at once? No, you're thinking of the first game. 
No, I thought but, that in the, I thought in Ragnarok they there was a battle where they threw like a bunch of them at you at one time. You're probably thinking of the Berserker gravestones, um, which are like the Valkyries from the first game. But spoiler alert: if you came back, skip ahead some more. This <laughs> boss is a Valkyrie queen, but she's fucking horrible. So I just like got to. I fought her like four or five times. I was like, "Yep, I'm done with this." Popped in Stray. Stray has been fucking amazing. It's very, I'm gonna say, almost a relaxing game for the most part. Because it's like I told you last night, it's mostly a puzzle game, but there is some survivor survival horror parts to it that kind of like will ramp up your anxiety a little bit. But it's not terrible. You're not fighting anything. I don't want to spoil it for you since you haven't played. You're not fighting anything, but you're sort of avoiding things that are trying to attack you. So there's stuff like that. But it's apparently it's a short game because, like I told you last night, there's an achievement for beating it in under two hours. So looking at the achievement list, I don't think it'll be that hard to platinum. So I'm going to try to platinum that one just because I have like four platinum trophies. That's it. (laughs) Meanwhile, let's see my friend Shelby. Now, to be fair, she's a store manager at a GameStop, and she's a trophy hunter, so she plays a shitload of PlayStation. <clears throat> she has, let's see, how do I find that? Uh, fuck. How do you find your friends list? I don't know how the PlayStation app works. Oh, yeah, I have no idea. Oh, I found it. She currently has 64 platinum trophies, and she has a friend who has like 426 platinum trophies. So, yeah, I'm like, I'm never going to get to that level. But to be fair, her friend, I feel like it's cheating. So basically what her friend did was back in the PS4 days, you could game share between the PS4, the PS3, and the Vita. So what that person would do would be beat the game on one console, share it to the other two consoles, and automatically populate a platinum trophy. So basically they were getting three platinum trophies for the price of one. I was like, that's kind of cheating, I feel like. Well, it's the same thing with uh, if you platinum a PS4 game and then load up the PS5 version or load it up on your PS5, it gives you all the trophies again. Yeah. And you just get a free plat. Yep. Um, I like to earn my trophies the old-fashioned way. These damn (laughs) kids and their, their short life hacks and stuff. Speaking of fucking life hacks, something just irked me today. So I grew up in the 90s. We had a little thing called the Anarchist Cookbook. Supposedly, if you owned it, you could get in trouble with the government. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I had, you know, illegally downloaded a copy of it like everybody else my age. And the only thing I remember from it is a tennis ball grenade explains to you how to build a tennis ball grenade. I'm looking at fucking Facebook today. And I see one of those stupid ass like life hack craft channels do a video on how to make a tennis ball grenade. I'm like, how is some shit from the Anarchist Cookbook now just okay to advertise on Facebook? <laughs> Times are they are a changing. Yes, they are. Some some little <clears throat> Billy out there is gonna see that video and be like, I got all that stuff in my house. And he's gonna blow his fucking hand off. And then his stupid-ass Karen parents are going to be like, oh, I'm going to sue Facebook. It's like, no, you should have been watching your stupid-ass kid. That's called the evolution of natural selection. 
He should have blew his little dick off so he couldn't procreate any stupid ass children. Jesus Christ. No, He's just I a have, boy. I have no sympathy for that kind of shit. He's just a boy. That's how idiocracy happened. You let the stupid people just breed unchecked. Go away, I'm baiting. <laughs> that movie's hilarious. Scary, uh, it used hilarious. to be. It used to be. It's just scary now. <laughs> Anyways, how um, was your week? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. Uh, work's been driving me crazy, as per usual. It's January now, so supposedly I'm going to be starting training to be a shift lead. Nice. A position that I am no longer positive I even fucking want. But, uh, other than that, I found a cool fucking playlist on YouTube last night um, of a bunch of classic 80s and 90s All Japan Pro Wrestling and like Nova Pro Wrestling Noah. And uh, I got like a hundred, there's 138 videos. So there's like, I got like 138 videos to watch and I am so stoked because I'm like, I want to check out some of that older Japan stuff because I've always heard so much about it, you know? Oh, yeah. Because Japan these days, I mean, it's pretty much, <clears throat> it's good, but it's it's not what it used to be. Obviously, it's, it's the same thing in America. You know what I mean? It's oh, good. Yeah. It's just not what it used to be. It never will be either, I don't think. But speaking last night of, I watched. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, I told you about a channel on TikTok I've been watching called Boots and Cats sitting 95. That mm-hmm. does like animated versions of old like wrestling interviews and behind the scenes stuff and like that that shit is hilarious. It's some great stuff in there. Yeah, dude. They uh, the couple that you sent me were good. It's it's stuff that I've seen before, but I never like shun watching those clips. They're always hilarious. Oh, yeah. um, but dude, I watched the match last night. It was a uh, Jimmy Superfly Snuka teaming with Bruiser Brody to take on uh, Terry Gordy. And Stan Hansen. And I believe it was 82? Might have been 84. Maybe 87. Let me double check. It was sometime back in the 80s. Let me check. Uh, doesn't Is it going to give me the fucking year? Okay, so it was the early 80s. But it doesn't give me an exact year. But anyway, that's not the point. Uh, dude... These men beat the absolute fuck out of each other. Like, I know, like, you know, wrestling staged and all of that stuff. But, like, back then, they protected kayfabe. Like, back then, people still thought that shit was real. So, like, over in Japan, they would literally, like, punch and kick the shit out of each other. Oh, yeah. Just just because that was just the way it was over there. Strong style. Japanese strong style. That's what they call it. Working stiff. And, uh... Man, I, I just I suggest anyone go on YouTube if you're interested in, in what I'm talking about. Search Jimmy Snuka and Bruiser Brody versus Terry Gordy and Stan Hansen and watch that match. It's really good. Really, really good. Ending is kind of fucky, uh, but being the wrestling nerd that I am and having Bruiser Brody, having those four dudes in that match, I guarantee there was an argument, maybe not an argument, but a disagreement over who was going to actually win. Oh yeah. So I don't think an actual pinfall happens if I remember right. But I was also falling asleep by the time the match was about over because it was late. But yeah, I definitely recommend it. And I also, oh, and I also watched a documentary on Kenta Kabashi, which was cool. I remember uh, watching one of those TikToks. It was a guy, forget his name, but he was like the tough enough champ. 
He's a white guy with short, like, dyed blonde hair. Um, but he came out in the Royal Rumble. It was Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero in the ring. And, you know, they're just, those two, they're just, like, fucking chopping the hell out of each other and just beating the absolute shit out of each other. And he comes was it, out. Was it Chris Nowinski? I don't think so, but no? maybe. Okay. Um, but he comes out, and instead of getting in the ring, he goes around and grabs a microphone. And this is his rookie year in WWE. Like, he's tough enough champion. He's like, not only am I going to win the Royal Rumble, but I'm going to win the belt at WrestleMania or such some shit like that, basically. And, like, Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero are looking at him like, are you fucking serious right now? Like, he gets in the ring, and those two proceed beat to the beat fuck the fuck out of him. Like, Chris Benoit, what do they call the chops in the chest? <clears throat> yeah, just chops. Flare chops. Yeah. Like, Chris Benoit was known to not hold back. Like, motherfuckers used to want to get in fights with him in the locker room. Because he, when he chopped you, he smacked the fucking shit out of your chest. So him and Eddie Guerrero are sitting there just bam, bam, bam. You hear the, you know, five, four, three, two, one. Hardcore Holly comes out. <laughs> he's like, like goes up to Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero is like, puts his hands like, hold on, hold on. Can I have him? And they just both like put their hands up and step back. He grabs it. He starts beating the shit out of him. And dude was like, what the hell? <laughs> and he's like, by the time the next guy comes, he's like, I'm going over the ropes and out of the ring. That one was good. And I watched the interview of Cody Rhodes. I guess I maybe it was his first match or he had just started. But I think it was his first match in WWE was a uh, Royal Rumble. Am I right on that? Who? I'm sorry. Cody Rhodes. I think the Royal Rumble was his first match. Yeah, yeah I believe so. And he's like, I forget where they were, but he's like, man, like, he's like, they're going to boo me when I go out there or, you know, they're not really going to care or whatever. So, like, his music starts. He runs. He's like, they don't really react at all. He's like, but they're not booing me, so I'm I'm pumped for that. He's like, come into the ring, you know, and I start doing whatever. He's like, and something in my head was like, I think he came in like suplex one guy. And, like, maybe tossed him out of the ring or something. And he's like, I'm getting pumped up. You know, the crowd's starting to get behind me. And for some reason in my stupid-ass brain, I turn around and go, oh, there's the Undertaker. Let me attack him. So he comes up and, like, you know, bashes Undertaker, stiffs him on the back. Undertaker turns around looking at him and <clears throat> grabs him by the throat. He's like, here I am standing here with Undertaker's hand around my throat. He's like, and Undertaker goes, kick me. Kick me in the knee. And he was like... He's like, what the? F- what did he just say that? He's like, so I kick him. He's like, the Undertaker leans forward. He goes, drop kick me. And he's like, he's like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I just he's like, I drop kick. And Undertaker takes a bump, and I'm like, holy shit! The Undertaker just took a bump to put me over in my first match in the Royal Rumble. He's like, from that point on, I knew Undertaker was here to make the business better. Like he was there to have your back and make the business better. Undertaker's the man. Oh yeah, like like. A Hulk Hogan or a Ric Flair or somebody would never have done that for a rookie. Like, especially like the dream Dusty Rhodes son. They would give him a hard time. They would not have fucking taken a bump to make him look good. Yeah. I I remember like <clears throat> when Undertaker came out for his Hall of Fame speech and he got like a solid standing ovation for like 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, like yeah. it made me like tear up. I was so like just moved by it. Um, the name you were thinking, or the name of the person you were talking about was Daniel Pewter, by the way. Yeah, because I think they just call, kept calling him Dan. But yeah, he so, was like, 
They just start Fun fact. beating the shit out of him. That shit was so funny. While he was on Tough Enough, they did like a submission challenge where Kurt Angle challenged these guys. And Daniel Pewter shot on Kurt Angle and locked them in a move that he was going to have to tap out had it not been separated by officials. Oh, wow. And that Dude, caused an issue. I heard the craziest story. You remember a wrestler in ECW called New Jack? Fuck yeah. New Jack was an insane motherfucker. He was insane. He was wrestling some guy. I watched this story, right? And... Was this the mass transit thing? I don't remember. Um, oh, okay, it was, continue. It was some like heavy set white dudes fight, and they went up like on like the the rafters basically, and they were supposed to take a bump. The other guy, and the guy was like, "I can't do it, Jack. I can't do it." He's like, "It's too high. I can't do it." Jack's like, "No, we're fucking doing it. It's happening." And he like basically throws him off. Well, the way they land, the dude lands on New Jack's head and cracks his skull. New Jack was like doing an interview. He's like, I still, he's like, I'm blind in my right eye. He's like, I have headaches and shit every single day. You know, it just messed up. He's like, so I was out for a long time. He's like, so I come back and my first match is with this guy. And um, he's like, so I'm like, you're going to take a fucking bump today. He's like, so I had brought a fucking cattle prod out or like a stun gun out with him. He's like, they go up in the rafters. There's like nine nine or 12 tables stacked on top of each other, like in the middle of the ring. And they were doing a scaffold match, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. They're in the scaffolding. He's like, they're up there fighting. He's like, he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, we even now. And he fucking hits the dude with the stun gun. Like I said, the guy he's fighting has no idea what's going on. Hits him with a stun gun, throws his ass through like four tables into the ring. Like, he was about a foot and a half from missing the ring and hitting the concrete. And, like, it fucking killed him or ended his career. Fucking New Jack in the interview was like, yeah, I was trying to throw his ass over the ring. I wanted to throw him in the concrete. Well, New Jack wanted him to hit the fucking ring post and break his. He's like, hit the ring post, break his fucking back or some shit. Like, like, Like that's from. uh, He said in the interview I was watching, he was like, I think it's from Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, I was yeah. Saying, that was on the dark like, side of the ring about New he Jack. He's like, yeah, he's like, I wanted to throw him out of the ring. Fuck him. I wanted to break his back. And uh, I'm like, God damn, like, I would never have worked with that motherfucker, ever, knowing he was that unstable. Dude, he, so there was an issue in ECW. It caused, <clears throat> like, a lot of problems where New Jack was supposed to be in this match with some other people and the person didn't show up. So Devon Dudley needed a tag team partner. Yeah. Well, this dude who had shown up and said <clears throat> and brought forged paperwork that he was an independent wrestler and was of age and all that oh, yeah. uh, signed up for this match. And they called him Mass Transit. And he was a big fat fucker like, oh, like me. <laughs> right. And uh, he goes in there and he probably the wrestling- loved ICP. That I don't know, actually. But he uh, he apparently was like trying to. T- like tell new jack spots they were gonna do and how he wanted to get his shit in and he wanted to get some color yeah and new jack's like oh yeah i got you i got you and apparently new jack went in there and basically like cut that fucking kid like coast to coast across his fucking forehead deep yeah and like severed an artery so like blood was just spurting and this kid ended up having to go to the hospital and he ended up having nerve damage in his fucking head Dude, New Jack was fucking off the charts, dude. He started out in Smoky Mountain Wrestling in the Gangsters, which is what he was in in ECW as well. But, dude, he cut a promo in Smoky Mountain. Now, Smoky Mountain was like Kentucky. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like Ohio, 
not Ohio. I'm sorry, Kentucky, Tennessee, like that area. Yep. And OJ Simpson's thing was going on, and New Jack cut a fucking promo that said something like, "Keep up the good work, OJ." Another dumb dead white bitch gone or something like that. <laughs> and it was like nuclear heat with that crowd. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that dude was a fucking psychopath. I never knew until I started watching this TikTok that Mick Foley was like, this motherfucker would not spend money on the road. Frugal. They say he would take like, I think Stone Cold says like, they're in line at the, or no, Triple H would say, he's like, they're in line at the airport. He's like, here comes Mick Foley with a ball of dirty clothes under his arm. Just like not in a bag or anything. He's got a bunch of clothes just under his arm. He walks up and puts them on the, the like TSA counter. He's like in his dirty fucking underwear right on top. Triple H is like, Mick, come on, man. So he's like, puts a t-shirt over. He's like, that's not better. He's like, get a fucking suitcase, you dickhead. <laughs> Triple, yeah, H, Triple H said they had done a match. I'm pretty sure it was Triple H. He's like, we go to the locker room, and he's like, he Mick gets undressed. And I don't see he doesn't have a towel. He doesn't have clean clothes, anything. Get, take, gets naked, goes and takes a shower. And I'm like, oh, he's not. Comes back, puts on the same clothes he just wrestled in, and left. <laughs> it's like, god damn, dude. At least by like a white t-shirt and some gray sweatpants from Walmart. That was like 10 bucks max. Yeah, but it depends on when that was. I guarantee that wasn't WWF McFoley. That might have been like WCW Cactus Jack McFoley back when they weren't making a ton of money. Because he was wrestling with like Stone Cold and Triple H and shit. So he still might not have been making a lot of money, but I'm going to do 10 fucking bucks for like a spare set of clothes. They're like, it'd be nothing to like, he wouldn't get a hotel room. He would sleep on a bench in the locker room, like covered up with old newspapers and stuff. (laughs) Like, yeah. Huh. But yeah, dude, I just, I don't know. I've been on a watching old wrestling kick, so. I haven't been watching matches, but I've been watching a lot of those, like, TikTok videos and stuff here in the Jake the Snake. Apparently, when Jake got divorced, he called up Diamond Dallas Page and was like, you know, I got kicked out. I'm homeless. And DDP would talk to his wife, which was, I think it was Kimberly at the time. And uh, he was like, Hey, Jake doesn't have anywhere to go. We got that spare bedroom. Would you mind him staying with us? She was like, yeah, that's fine, but he can't bring the snake. And DDP is like, okay, she said it's fine, but you can't bring the snake. He's like, okay. So he's like, he comes, stays in there. So he's been staying with him, with him for a few months. And said, so DDP is like, I'm sleeping. And he comes, he's like, he wakes me. He's like, he's like, Diamond, Diamond, I got a problem. I got a problem. Got a big problem. He's like, what problem? He's like, can't find the snake. He's like, what the fuck do you mean you can't find the snake? He's like, can't find the snake, man. He's like, where the fuck was it? He was like, it was in the bathroom, but I can't find it. And he's like, so they're both in the fucking bathroom looking. And he's like, Jake kicks the uh, vanity. He's like, you hear like a thump. And he's like, oh, he's under there. He's like, "Uh, okay, cool. I'll be back in like three days. Diamond Dallas Page is like, what the fuck? No, you got to get this snake out of here or Kimberly's going to kill both of us. He's like, oh, it'll be fine, man. He's under there. He's warm. He'll get bored. He'll come out. He'll get back in the tub. Everything will be fine. And he's like, no, everything won't be fine. You got to get this. He's like, Jake's gone. He's <laughs> like, so I go, I get some pillows and like stuff them under the door. So, cause we got cats. He's like, can't have the snake come out, eat the cats. He's like, so I'm in there. I think he said he was sleeping or watching TV or something. He's like, I hear Kimberly yell, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, jumps up. And she's like, 
what the fuck is that snake in the, in the bathroom? He's like, no, what are you talking about? He's like, why? She's like, why are there pillows under the door? That fucking snake is in the bathroom, right? And uh, DDP is like, yeah, he's under the vanity. So it's like, okay. Um, she's like, well, then you got to get it out. And Jake's got to go. He can't stay here anymore. She's like, she's like, it could be open under there. And that snake could be in the walls. And DDP is like, oh, shit. That snake could be living in the walls, like having babies and shit. So he's like, he calls a fucking like exterminator guy to come out. Exterminator pops the little kick plate off the vanity. There's the snake. Gets him. He's like, has he been devenomized? And he's like, I don't know. You know, Jake says he has, but who knows if he's actually had it done or not. It's like, they get the snake out and he calls Jake. And he's like, Jake, we got the snake, but you got to come get it. And you got to find somewhere else to live. <laughs> Apparently, Jesus Jake the Christ. Snake Roberts was, was a piece of shit. Well, no, apparently he was deathly afraid of snakes. And Vince McMahon was like, hey, Jake, got a spot for you in WWF. He's like, got this idea for this character, the snake. He's like, you're going to have snakeskin boots and tights with snakeskin. And Jake was like, I don't really like tights or no lace-up boots, snakeskin lace-up. He's like, I hate lace-up <laughs> boots. They take too long to get on and off. He's like, I don't really know. And then Vince was like, okay, we'll give it to somebody else. Then. And Jake was like, you know what? On second thought, I can do it. <laughs> He's like, I think I look pretty good in tights. And, you know, I'm, I'm getting to the age where my ankles probably need some more support. So lace-up boots would probably be good for me. Because <laughs> that's something I, under, I understand about Vince McMahon, at least back then. When he called you in and he said, Dalton, he's like, I have a job for you here. You're going to be potato man. You're going to go out in a potato suit. You're going to wrestle as a potato. If you were like, well, Vince, I appreciate it, but I'd like to do something else. He'd be like, okay, get out of my office. Next person, you're going to be potato man. Like yeah. that was his idea. And if you didn't want to do it, that was fine. You weren't going to work for WWE. You were going to, it was going to be somebody else taking that spot. 100%. Yeah. There's plenty of stories like that. Oh yeah. Like Undertaker thinking that he was going to be hatching out of the egg and he was going to be Eggman. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that story because that was on Broken Skull Sessions, wasn't it? Yeah. Where he's like, man, he's like, he's gonna have me in a fucking egg or some shit, and he's like, oh man, it's gonna be so bad. And then he's like, we got this idea for the Undertaker. Is he gonna dress up like a like a demon? And he's like, I wasn't really that into it, but I was just so damn glad I wasn't gonna be Eggman that I just went along with it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so happy it wasn't Eggman. Yeah. <laughs> Which I feel oh, like, like you get to his level. You can, like he did the American Badass thing, you can do shit like that when you're at his level. You can change your persona and Vince was going to go along with it, but you couldn't come in there and be like, Vince, I'm going to be flying Jack Flash or some shit. Vince is like, no, you're going to be in NXT until you die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. Speaking of, I did see the match of, what was a graveyard match, Undertaker and Seth Rollins? Uh uh, it was Undertaker and AJ Styles. AJ Styles, yeah, where they did the great and that they should do more shit like that. That was fucking nuts. Listen, you should watch from the next night Bray Wyatt versus John Cena in the Firefly Funhouse match. Ooh, it's it's another one like the cinematic matches, and it is oh, fucking yeah. wild. They should do more shit like that. People would watch shit like that. They did that during the uh, COVID era. Yeah, and also. It, it was very reminiscent of Lucha Underground to me. Like, oh, yeah. Lucha Underground, I don't know if you ever watched that, but it was like all of the in-ring action was filmed like a normal wrestling show. Yeah. But all of the stuff backstage was filmed like a high-quality telenovela. Nice. And it was just interesting. Dude, like, yeah, they should, they could mix it up. Dude, 
fucking that's what uh AEW should be doing. Do fucking cinematic matches and shit. AEW can't even do what they said they were going to do in the first place, which is come out and have sports based competition with like yeah. stats that matter. Yeah. Cause they none, went from that to WWE. Because none of that shit matters. This exactly. It's professional re- wrestling. Wins and wrestling losses do not like, matter. Yeah. Wrestling is like whose line is it, anyways? The points are made up and none of it matters. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's all about the stories you weave in and out yeah. of the ring. It's like it's it's cinema. Make cinema out of wrestling. That's what I loved about that fucking episode of South Park where they had the fucking, uh, it was called WTF. I can't remember what it stood for. They had like their oh own backyard God. wrestling league. I'm addicted to getting abortions. Yeah. It was all, it was all promos. There was no actual wrestling. They were all just yeah. cutting promos and backstabbing each other. Like that's what people want to watch. I'm a real wrestler. Yeah. Wrestling. We found all this pornography on your computer. Like, that's amateur wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, dude, it's it's uh it's twenty twenty three. Do you have any say, New Year's say, resolutions? This, this ends uh Christina's wrestling talk. <laughs> yeah. Because I know how much she missed it. <laughs> haven't it's done 11, it. 11. We, we haven't done a lot of uh <clears throat> haven't done a lot of wrestling spots lately, so I know Christina oh, really wanted to hear some wrestling talk, so there you go. <laughs> um yeah, man. Uh, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Uh, I got a couple. Um, I want to read at least 12 books I've never read. Like, I'm trying to get less screen time. So, like, I want to read books. Right now, I'm reading a book I, I read about a third of, and I stopped. So, I started back from the beginning. Um, it's called A Man Called Ove, and it's by my favorite author, Frederick Bachman. They're actually, he made a movie. He's Swedish. So they made a movie in Sweden based on the book. Now, I'm sure you've seen commercials for it. They're making a U.S. version of the movie called A Man Called Otto, starring Tom Hanks. Comes out on the 13th, so in 10 days. So I want to finish reading that by the 13th so I can go see the American version of the movie. Um, it's a really good story. I think the movie's going to be pretty good. Um, but yeah, that'll be that's my first book I'm reading. And then I really want to read... Uh, Jeanette McCurdy's autobiography, uh, I'm Glad My Mother Is Dead. That might be the second book I read, but we'll see when the time comes. I haven't been able to find that book. I've looked at a few different stores, and it's not in stock anywhere right now. So I'm imagining it probably was like bought as Christmas gifts a lot. So yeah. let's do like my targets around me. I've got two targets near me, and both of them like their PS4, PS5 game wall. One store had three games in the whole display. The other Damn. store had five. That was it. Like, they got fucking swept for Christmas. Wow. So, yeah. Um, the other one, I have one credit card I want to get paid off by the end of the year. I'm going to try to focus on getting that paid off. Don't know if I'll do that or not, but that's my goal for the year. I ain't trying to lose oh, yeah. weight because I'm a fat fuck that likes shitty foods and it's just too much work. So, <laughs> Well, my thing is like I'm going to diet and I'm going to exercise and I'm going to lose 40, 50 pounds, and I'm going to look good, but I'm not going to be able to enjoy the foods I love, you know, and then soon as I'm like, okay, I don't need to look like this anymore, I'm going to start eating all that shit and go right back to where I am now, so why bother? I'm just going to work on bettering myself in other ways. Oh, yeah. What about you? Any so, any 2023 resolutions? Um, I, I basically made resolutions to, like, start adulting more. Yeah. So, like, I, uh, 
I started a savings account, so one of my resolutions is to put money into my savings account every paycheck. Nice. Um, I got myself health insurance and dental insurance. That's good to have. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know. I don't really have any other New Year's resolutions other than just continuing to try to be the best person I can be. So I have a savings goal for you. Something I've done before and it works. But I want to find it and make sure I tell you the right thing. Basically, you put a dollar in your savings account for every week. So week one, right now, put $1 in your savings account. Week two, put $2 in your savings account. Week three, put $3 in your savings account. All the way up to week 52, you put $52 in. This so it's pretty easy to do, right? Doesn't sound that big. At the end of the year, you will have, with interest, over $1,400 in your savings account. And you only had to put a dollar a week compounding. So... Like you think this week it's like a dollar. That's not you're not going to miss that at all. But no, but when it gets to the week that I got to put in forty seven, and the next week I got to put forty eight, and it's between yeah. paychecks, that might be a little rough. Now, what I did, I did it, but I did it a little different. I printed out a chart of one to fifty two, and I did them out of order. So, like one week I had a big paycheck, I put fifty two dollars in instead of four, and then you know a week that I was a little light, I put a dollar in. But as long as you do. That amount every week at the end of the year, you'll have 1400 bucks saved. 1400 bucks will take you on a week's vacation to England. So, for one person. So, I mean, it's it's a small amount of money, but it, it adds up quick. Yeah. So, yeah. Up. Something else I used to do is uh, I have a habit of spending money on stupid shit. Now, this was before like streaming was big. I think like Netflix was the only thing that really existed. I'd buy movies, Blu-rays, DVDs, whatever, and I'd either watch them once or I'd never watch them. So what I would do is if I'm in Walmart and I saw something I wanted to buy, like a movie or an action figure or whatever, I'd figure out how much it cost, put it back, and put that amount in my savings account. So like instead of spending you know, $16.09 on a $15 DVD, put $16.09 in my bank account, and then after a few months, you're like, holy shit, I wasted a lot of money on stupid shit I didn't need. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could do that with Steam games and candy at work. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wasted Sir. I wasted 10 bucks on the way home tonight buying a lottery ticket for the Mega Millions, but I mean, it, it'd be fun to win $300 million, but it ain't going to happen. <laughs> Sorry, listeners, if I win $300 million, we're probably going to stop doing Yav's Pod every week because <laughs> I'm going to be doing other shit. Dalton probably will be too because I'm gonna buy him a house or some shit. Yeah, I was gonna say he would suddenly be busy. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, with 2023 now on our horizon coming at us, yes, with the quickness, um, there's a lot of games coming out this year. Yes. Kana originally asked a question of what games we were most looking forward to this year, which I thought deserved to be a topic because there's a fucking lot of. Yeah, so, there's a lot. We pulled up a handy little GameSpot article of all the 2023 upcoming game schedules. <coughs> Pardon me. And we're going to go through and look at them. So what's sticking out for you for January? Well, first and foremost, uh, One Piece Odyssey. It's the, the open 13th. world uh, One Piece RPG game. That's going to be sweet. Um, on the Dude, 19th. One Piece does not look appealing to me at all like i don't like the character designs and stuff like 
that's just nothing about that show grabs my like i'm not gonna say it's a bad show it's nothing about it grabs my grabs me by the short hairs and says watch this yeah yeah just i'm glad i'm just glad to hear you say that you won't say like you won't say it's a bad show because i would have immediately been like well they're doing something right they got over a thousand episodes (laughs) maybe it's bad and they just are really stubborn and have a lot of money but no i don't think it's a bad show by any means because it has a huge fan base it's just not appealing to me at all and that's okay people everyone doesn't have to like what you like (laughs) yeah that is very true but like i I think i've talked about on the show before i know i've said it in person before i try not to say things suck just because i don't like them because that's not true i'm not a huge fan of the lord of the rings movies that does not mean they suck by any means they're cinematic brilliance they just don't appeal to me yeah i love Ernest. Most people, a lot of people don't like Ernest, but I love Ernest as part of my childhood. So, yeah. I think that they could do like a son of Ernest with John Cena. Yeah. Because now that John Cena's kind of slimmed up a little bit. Do it. He's kind of got an Ernest thing going on. Do the son of Ernest, but put John Cena's head on like a 13-year-old kid's body. (laughs) But, But Ernest was an old man back when he was doing it. I don't think he was supposed to be. He's in his like forties or fifties. I mean, that's an old. That's an old man. Old enough that nowadays he would have a son probably around Cena's age, if he were still alive. Well, he didn't have any kids while he was shooting the movies. The character didn't, and uh, he died in two thousand. So if you said even if his character had it after the Ernest movies, you'd be talking about the late nineties. So the kid would only be in his twenties right now. Thirties, you mean? No. It's only 2023. If he had a son in 99, he'd be 24. That might have been 90, though. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, January 19th, Persona 3 Portable is coming to PC. Stoked for that. Um, Even though, like, technically you can already play Persona Persona 3 Portable with uh, PPSSPP, the uh, PSP emulator. But But you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. This way you can legally play the game. Um. January 20th, Fire Emblem Engage. Hell yeah, Fire Emblem games are great. Uh, I suppose Dead Space is going to be cool on the 27th. The only, uh, it, the only January game that sticks out to me is Forspoken. Forspoken looks really cool, but to be fair, probably not going to go buy it and play it right away. Like It's one of those yeah. games I'll probably, probably try out for 20 bucks, or if they put it on Game Pass, I'll play it because it looks really cool, but I don't think it's something I want to spend 70 bucks on. Well, they're not going to put it on Game Pass because it's only going to be on PS5 and PC, but yeah. So. Oh, yeah. So, then that, that leads us to February. Yes. Which is one, Straight off the bat. I'll say one game you're dying to play. February 10th, Hogwarts Legacy. Yep. Yeah, buddy. I'm not a Harry Potter fan, but my game comes out on the 21st. I've already got it pre-ordered. Oh, yeah. Oh, Like a Dragon, Ishan? Ishan. Ishan. It's Majima. And then the, the fucking day after that, Digimon World Next Order comes out. Yeah. And Horizon Call of the Mountain for PSVR 2, which is... You know, I saw something the other day. I don't remember what the name of the game was. But there's a, uh, a game now that you can buy on the PlayStation Store that is like... It's not like a coming soon thing. It's like you can buy it, but a PlayStation VR 2 is required to play it. Huh. And that is not out yet. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's just weird that this game's already for sale. My problem with the PSVR 2 is the motherfucker costs more than a PS5. Yeah, and PS5s are already ridiculous. expensive. Like, there's some PSVR games coming out that I would like to try for it. I just can't spend that, that much on what boils down to gimmick technolo- technology. Although, yeah. have you seen the videos floating around of the fucking... I think it's on... It has to be on PC because there's no way PlayStation will put it out. But it's like you put the quest or whatever on and you're in a bedroom from like the 90s you have like a ps1 or a ps2 and you can actually pick up game discs put them in the playstation and play them like tony hawk and fucking what was the other game i think crash bandicoot or something they were playing it's like you're literally sitting in your bedroom you like pick the disc up put it in the playstation close the lid press the power button and then you have a controller and you're like playing emulators basically Look, that's that's, cool. that's some shit that's really cool, but like if they push that technology a little further, I can see motherfuckers like having to go to rehab for that shit because they're just living in the fucking VR Simulation. past. Yeah, fucking old Uncle Rico's in there throwing flip touchdowns and shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, uh, February twenty fourth, you got Atelier Rise of Three, Alchemist in the End, The Secret Key, uh, Kerbal Space Program Two. Octopath Traveler 2 and Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe. There's a, there's a lot of bangers coming out on that day. Oh, yeah. I think Kirby's Return to Dreamland is going to be pretty cool. I might try that one out. That uh, was a good see. game. Uh, in Mar- on March 3rd, uh, Last of Us coming to PC. My birthday. Hey, well, and there you go. You- Wo Long Fallen Dynasty comes out on my birthday. Hell yeah. Wo Long Fallen Dynasty looks badass. I cannot wait for yeah. that. Um, I don't know what Oni Road to the Mightiest Oni or Road to be the Mightiest Oni is, but uh, I'm interested. No idea, but it's Oni, so. Yeah, I'm interested. By Cloud Leopard Entertainment and Red Art Games. Action adventure. Coming out on the same day as Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones finally coming out. Skull and Bones. Uh, and then the 14th, uh, Legend of Heroes Trails to Azure. Hell yeah. That Bayonetta uh, Origins game looks dumb. I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it. Like, it. It looks interesting for I sure. Don't think, <laughs> I think it's going to fail because I don't think people who play Bayonetta necessarily, I don't think there's a lot of crossover between action adventure RPG style games and whatever the fuck that game is. <laughs> Artsy, independent sort of, I don't even know how to describe it. Like I think it's a puzzler, but it's like a weird artsy, like hand-drawn side scroller sort of thing. <laughs> Anyways, fuck that game because the same day just Star Wars Jedi Survivor comes out, and I'm buying that. <laughs> you guys uh, on Steam Machine, shout out, shout out Steam Machine Podcast, need to play Jedi Fallen Order before this this comes out. How long is that game? It's not super long. Like, if you Golden Path it, let's see. How long to beat off.com? Oh, Factory Sealed. Shout out to Factory Sealed. Retro Video Game <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> uh,. Fallen Order. While you're looking that up, uh, the 24th. That 17 hours already? main story, 22 main plus extra. So 20 hours. It's not bad. And it's if you like Star Wars, this is a legitimately good and canon Star Wars title. So I think it's worth the play. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's You're going to laugh at this. It is the only game that I've heard described as a Souls-like that I enjoy. They say it's a Souls. I I didn't really see it, but I don't know. You like God of War? I don't really think God of War is a Soul like Souls like. Uh-huh. Other than the 
like the Valkyries in the first one and the Berserker Gravestones in the second one. I think of Souls like as fighting the same enemy and getting your ass handed to you 50 times before you beat them. I didn't have that with Fallen Order. Maybe if you play on like the hardest difficulty as possible. I didn't have a lot of issues with it, but I played on like not story difficulty, but like easy difficulty. It yeah. wasn't like I had trouble with a couple of bosses, but it wasn't that bad. So uh, let's see. Uh, March 24th, Resident Evil 4 remake. I, I have no nostalgia for Resident Evil 4 because I've never played it. So um, this is going to sound weird, but I'm not a I'm not a huge Resident Evil game fan. Like I just, they don't really grab me by the balls. I think Have a Nice Death might be an interesting game. Very much a Nate and Tom style of game. I think Have a Nice Death is a hand drawn 2D action roguelite where gamers will assume the role of Death, founder and CEO of Death Incorporated, the giant underworld organization responsible for processing souls in the afterlife. As the company's supreme leader, they will explore the darkly charming procedurally generated departments of the corporation's headquarters to round up and rehabilitate rogue employees who have been ignoring company protocol and snatching up far too many souls on Earth. I think it's going to be, and it's like hand-drawn, really, like, sort of cuphead-ish, like, charming art. Like, you're literally the Grim Reaper, but it looks like you have your hood and a suit. (laughs) Like, look it up out there listeners it looks like a really interesting game have a nice death on switch uh let's see this this says crime boss rock a city is coming out march 28th i highly fucking doubt that highly highly fucking doubt that what is that that's the one from the game wars that had chuck norris and danny glover and all the fucking celebrities in the world in it that motherfucker ain't coming out in three months i don't fucking care (laughs) <laughs> Less than three months. No fucking way. But we'll see. We'll see. So uh, April doesn't really have much that jumps out at me. Really? Yeah, the Hogwarts Legacy for PS4 and Xbox One, I could care less oh, about that. Oh, yeah. Cause, uh, I was going to say, I thought that was on the list already. It was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other stuff, I mean, Mega Man would be cool, I guess. Mm, Battle Network. Bleh. I don't even know what the Battle Network is. so I never uh, played those games. Uh, you might like them, then. Dead Island 2 looks pretty cool, but I don't know if I'll grab it day one. I don't think it's going to be worth 70 bucks. Uh, that leads us to May. May, which are two games I actually want to play. The Legend of Zelda yeah. Tears of the Kingdom, which is probably one of the most highly anticipated games of 2023. And Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, the last game to star Kevin Conroy as Batman. Well, damn. Yeah. So, you know, you got to try that one out just for... That's like that's like pouring out a forty. You gotta gotta play kill the Justice League for, for <laughs> Kevin. Uh, and then in June you got uh, June second Street Fighter six. Don't care. <laughs> I'm, uh, Street Fighter two is the only one I've ever really put any kind of time into. I'm not good at it, and I don't really care to play it, but I will. Any of the rest of them just don't care. And a game that I'm hyped for, Diablo four. Comes Diablo, out June sixth. Diablo four looks pretty fucking dope. I gotta say. Um, I was hyped for Final Fantasy sixteen until I remembered that that motherfucker is a PS five exclusive for a while. Oh yeah. So I'll get maybe, hyped about that at a later date. Maybe you'll get a PS five by then. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe I'll get laid by then. <laughs> the, <laughs> the odds are probably pretty similar. <laughs> They're probably pretty similar. 
July Hogwarts Legacy for Switch. Which that like why is that even fucking happening? I don't know why it's getting put on PS4 and Xbox One. Why? Why? Like PS4 and Xbox One at least they have processors in them. Like <laughs> Switch just uh, like that's gonna be a complaint about game. And that game no. I'm not I'm not a massive Harry Potter fan, but that game looks gorgeous. And it looks like it could be a shitload of fun. I don't think it's going to be either of those things on Switch. <laughs> Unless, like, in June or May, they put out, like, the Super Switch that has way better hardware. I don't see that game being worth a fuck on Switch. It'd probably run better on the uh, Steam Deck. Probably. Uh, this to be announced section is fucking long, bro. Yeah. Um, Aliens Dark Descent seemed kind of cool. You got Alan Wake 2. I never played the first one. Arc 2. Alan Beefcake. Yeah. Alan Cheesesteak 2. Arc 2. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Mirage. I still don't know really anything about that game. Arc 2 I'm interested in because the... Arc was that, fun in its own right. Dude, Arc. I really like Arc as a crafting game. Yeah. Arc is like, a very fun game awesome, to play with friends. Playing it by yourself kind of gets old. Playing with friends though, you can have a lot of mischief. Yeah. Uh, what else? Anything jump out to you on the list? I mean, I'm scrolling through looking to see. Um, I'm kind of disappointed that the, they teased a new crash game and it's a fucking crash team rumble, whatever the fuck yeah, that the is. Yeah, the fucking, isn't it like a Smash Brothers clone or some shit? Probably. Or a racing game or something. Uh, Euden Chronicles, 100 Heroes. That's the, like the spiritual successor to the Suikoden games. Uh. So that could be cool. Uh, wasn't Exoprimal the fucking Dino Crisis game? I feel like Exo- yeah, I believe so. I think so. Yeah, it's the the correct. one where you're fighting. Yeah, that should have just been Dino Crisis. I think Fae Farm maybe one you like. I do dig some farming games. Forza Motorsport, I am looking forward to that. I think that's going to be where it's at this year. How's it going to fucking put a Mortal Kombat game on here? But it's for iOS and Android. Uh, there's there's a bunch of that shit on here, dude. Nobody wants to play Mortal Kombat on iOS and Android. Nobody wants to play Mortal Kombat on their phone. What the fuck? Ooh, what is gory, cuddly carnage? Watch as Gory and Frank take down the hordes of the adorable army whilst revealing two chaotic new levels to skate, slash, and shred through, then catch a glimpse of the upgraded power shot ability, turning your death-dealing sentient hoverboard Frank into an explosively effective rocket launcher. So your cat on a hoverboard just fucking up shit that that could right. be fun now that i'm lower in the list i do have some some answers um skate story looks cool um spongebob squarepants the cosmic shake that looks interesting stalker 2 the heart of chernobyl starfield i'm hyped for starfield yeah that's gonna be it's gonna, gonna be, be fucking sweet killer clowns uh, from outer space the game oh yeah that motherfucking game uh, That's going to uh, either be really good or really, really bad. Oh, uh, like a dragon, Gaiden. 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 The man who erased his name. Yeah. That's the one that tells the story for what happened between six and uh, six and eight, I believe, for Kiryu. Yeah. Um, in 1 and 2 HD remaster. Marvel Spider-Man 2. I'm looking forward to Spider-Man 2. That shit's going to be good. And then My- WrestleQuest. Yeah. Let's see. Is there anything on this list that I'm interested in? Pikmin 4, maybe, but I still haven't Pikmin, played 3. Pikmin 4. Yeah, Pikmin oh, 4, for I, sure. I still haven't played 3, but I do like Pikmin in general. I think Robocop I Rogue City might be good. 
Megan is super hyped for Pikmin 4. There you go. She likes those games a lot. <clears throat> uh, the last case of Benedict Fox looks cool. It's like a side-scrolling mystery game, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. We named off a bunch of games that people can't like look up unless they want to. So Yeah. Um, oh, Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown. Looks like it's going to be... I really like Test Drive Unlimited. Um, one and two. That game has been supposed to have been coming out since like 2020, so... I really used to love the test drive games. <sighs> the uh, I used to have test drive four, and then I had test drive off road two. Nice, and those were those were badass on PS one. Super super fun. Yeah, I think Russell Quest might be. Yeah, that's the last one I'm interested in. So yeah, what are you guys waiting to play in 2023? Yeah, let us know. Speaking of, also thought we would talk about movies we anticipate in 2023. We got a little list of those too. I know you said the number one on the list you were you were yeah, that's the, about. That, that's the one that jumps out to me. I wouldn't call myself hype, but I'm very interested in it. And it's uh, Oppenheimer, the story about uh, J. Robert Oppenheimer and his uh, role in the development of the atomic bomb. Yeah. So that could be cool. I think Transformers Rise of the Beast can be pretty cool. But uh, you know Transformers movies. Not directed by Michael Bay, so... That's something. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Did you see the trailer for that? No. It does not look great to me. Uh, I mean, dude, I'm so over the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's kind of wearing thin now. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, I cannot wait for. I love the animation style they used in the first one. It's one of my favorite animation styles. So, yeah, that I can't wait for. Uh, Rebel Moon looks interesting. You know number I can't, You know number seventeen is on my list. Oh well, of course Ferrari. But dude, I yeah. can't believe they're making an Asterix and Obelix movie. Oh yeah, it right. actually. Right. I feel like I saw a trailer for it. It actually looked kind of kind of funny. But yeah, Ferrari, the life story of Italian sports car entrepreneur Enzo Ferrari. Jeff and I will both be anxiously waiting for that to come out. Oh, there's a Wonka movie coming out. I'll be interested in that. Wonder Woman 3. That's not happening anymore. James Gunn was like, nope. James Gunn said, fuck everything DC. I'm starting from scratch. <laughs> Again. Dungeons and Dragons. That looks like it might actually be an interesting movie. Um... So let me ask you this. Me and my stepdad were talking about it last night. I love John Wick. I think I've seen the first two movies. I think they're both really good. But John Wick 4 comes out in 2023. Are they to the point of beating a dead horse with John Wick? Fuck yeah, they were they were to the point of beating the ho- dead horse of John Wick after John Wick 2. That's what I like. John Wick 2 was, felt like about as far as you could take that story to me. So, like, how long is this one guy just going to kill every bad guy in the in the world? Because, I mean, the first movie, I told someone, I was like, the first movie, you can boil it down to Theon Greyjoy killed his dog, so he killed, like, 475 people in the russian mafia like that's cool but like it's not realistic at all (laughs) but yeah like i love the movies it's stupid action but yeah like how many of these movies are they gonna make so Um, i guess we'll find out i I just saw something john wick chapter four stars keanu reeves and lawrence fishburne at the end of john wick four is he gonna quit being john wick go under assumed identity of thomas anderson cut his hair and get a job in an office and the phone's going to ring. <laughs> and that starts the Matrix. Yep. 
Dun, 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 dun. I always love that fan theory. I knew it would never happen, but uh, at the end of Breaking Bad, um, Walter White's whole family was going to be killed. He was going to turn on Gus or whoever he was working for, and they were going to put him in witness protection as uh, Malcolm in the Middle's dad. As Hal? <laughs> yeah. As Hal from uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Um, that would be funny. That would have been interesting. Like, I could see it working, but that would also be a stretch at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it could work, but there, there um, was no way that shit was going to happen. Here's a stretch of a few movies in a row that look interesting to me. Uh, Hair of the Dog, which is, it says, an executive caught up in a blackmail plot discovers he's just a pawn in a larger, darker scheme. Uh, Knights of the Zodiac, uh, when a goddess of war reincarnates in the body of a young girl, street orphan Saya, uh, discovers that he is destined to protect her and save the world, but only if he can face his own past and become a knight of the Zodiac. Then you got uh, The Nightingale. The lives of two sisters living in France are torn apart on the onset of World War II, based on Kristen Hanna's novel, The Nightingale. Uh, Disney's Haunted Mansion. You know I gotta throw that in there. Single mom named Gabby hires a tour guide, a psychic, a priest, and a historian to help exercise their newly bought mansion after discovering it's inhabited by ghosts. The next movie, I'm fucking hyped for. It comes out in like three days. I'm gonna go see that when it comes out. Megan looks super cool. Uh, the Super yeah, Mario yeah. brother, the Super Mario movie. I'm, I'm excited for. Well, I don't care what anybody else thinks about it. I'm hyped for it. About the untitled Hulk Hogan biopic. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I remember hearing about that. And they were talking about like who they were going to cast to be Hogan and all. So this might be interesting. The one right under Megan, The Last Train to New York. Yeah. So they remake of The Last Train to Busan. That might be interesting. I don't think it needs a remake because Last Train to Busan was or trained to busan was amazing but i'll probably watch it anyways um i also like a winter's journey sounds cool you don't want to see uh, chicken run dawn of the nugget i mean i haven't scrolled down that far yet uh i mean i guess so. the meg Two, the trench man i'm so disappointed with the first movie everything i read about it that i never watched it I and never now they're doing the it, second book i heard it was the books are really good bro yeah i might need to read the books this year the books are really good because they have science and all kinds of like stuff in them that apparently the movie just blew over. Uh, I, I don't know, man. There, there's not a ton more jumping out at me. What the hell? Who killed Jimmy Gumdrops? A look at prejudice, culture clash, and comedy rolled into a mozzarella ball of confusion and misunderstanding under penalty of death. That might sound, <laughs> that sounds like it might be kind of funny. What strays? An abandoned dog teams up with other strays to get revenge on his former owner. Starring Will Fer- Will Ferrell, Isla Fisher, Jamie Foxx, and Will Forte. That might be funny. Isn't that Isla? Might be Isla. Isla Fisher? Um, I don't know. Yeah. So, I have a question for you, my good sir. Yes, sir. Who the fuck is Andrew Tate? Andrew Tate is a misogynist piece of shit. He's a influencer or some shit. And I don't know a whole lot about him. He's not the type of person I follow. But he... uh. I don't know if you've heard the story of what happened recently. Him and his brother were under investigation or alleged of being human traffickers. Nobody knew who where he was. He was off the grid. Couldn't find him anywhere. So, Elon Musk allows him, because he got banned from Twitter. Elon Musk allowed him to get back on Twitter. And as you can imagine, he used that privilege to shit talk Greta Greta Thurberg, Thurberg, the the young girl activist, about how he has 33 cars and 
The one car has a 16-cylinder engine, and his Ferrari has a 12-cylinder, and all the gas he uses and stuff. She's like, he was like, uh, what did he say? Um, he was like, oh, if you give me your email address, I'll email you the list, the full car list. And she replied and was like, oh, sure, go ahead and do that. My email is smalldickenergy at whocares.com. And <laughs> that pissed him and his little tiny dick off so much that he started just like shit tweeting her, which he culminated with a video of him talking shit. In the video, there was a pizza box on the table. So the authorities looked at that pizza box, figured out where it came from, found where he was hiding in Romania, and arrested him for human trafficking. So he was off the grid, and nobody knew where he was, and he owned his fucking self on Twitter, got himself arrested for human trafficking, because he couldn't stand it that, what's she, 13? 13-year-old girl who lives in another country? I think she's older than that, but yeah. You know, a teenager that lives in another yeah. country was talking shit to him. He couldn't take it because his tiny, tiny dick and his fragile ass ego would not let him just laugh it off and keep going about his business. Yeah, what a piece of shit. Yeah, so fuck him and his brother. If they're human traffickers, I hope they're getting raped in prison in Romania right now. Hope they're having to eat I- cock meat sandwiches every day for lunch. Uh, okay, so I'm reading up a little about the dude. Okay, so he's the, he was the guy that was always like treat your girl like shit and she'll love you for it yeah you know for every three words someone says you you say two yeah like never be the one that talks the most that's fuck what a fucking idiot fuck that <laughs> he guy. didn't take that advice and it got him fucking arrested because yeah. all she said was who fucking cares you tiny dick bastard and he went on a slew of twitter insults that ended up getting his ass fucking arrested god damn i love it that is cosmic <laughs> fucking justice right there absolutely fucking great so you want to knock the uh the death talk out of the way before we get to songs and questions uh yeah i guess we should we've lost quite a few people since our last that, uh broadcast the one that jumps out to me is gangsta boo did did they ever say what happened to her no so i'm assuming she passed away on New Year's Eve. or something i don't know my favorite verse from gangsta boo who was a, a part of three six mafia <clears throat> three six mafia did a song with twisted yeah and she come in and she's like Hold on, I got to think about this because I'm going to have to replace the N-word with other words. Um, She's like, I took a Xan next. I like to split bitches' wigs. Split them to the white. I'll fucking kidnap a kids. Uh, Take that play a wife's sight. Lock you in the trunk. Uh, Something, something, something. Bitch, gangsta boo is crunk. What you players know about them calicos and cock glocks. Shit that go pop. Play a burning up your block. Fuck the fucking cops. Call them. I don't give a fuck. I'll I'll bust your fucking mug, motherfucker. Play a what? And it's like, and she just sounds like such a badass while she's spitting that, where she is just like, I'll beat your ass and kidnap your kids. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hate to see people like that's the one that got me was, uh, like I said, I was laying down in bed last night and I saw that Ken Block had died. He was one of my personal heroes, like a fearless, fearless man behind the wheel of any vehicle. Like he did a lot of the Red Bull stunts where they did like, backflips in cars and barrel rolls and shit like that he was always the one driving and most of the time he was a rally car driver he was uh the co-founder of dc shoe company uh he founded hoonigan like a uh, racing company he did all the jim Connor videos that are so popular on youtube he had just done it he just announced a video that was releasing this thursday with his 16 year old daughter 
where she had bought an old uh, Audi Quattro. They rebuilt it and it was like her driving it for the first time. And like the dude was, I'm not going to say he was reckless. He was wild. He loved doing crazy shit on motorized vehicles, was out riding a snowmobile down a steep like decline. It nosedived in the snow, went head over, crushed him and killed him on the spot. And I mean, I have to say, if he had to pick a way to go, you know, running something with a motor probably would have been his choice. But the yeah. dude was only 55. Like, it was it was shocking. And as it kind of put me in a fucked up headspace for the day. Because like I said, I like the guy. He was seemed like a genuinely good guy. He was always did the craziest shit in cars. Um, I have to post one of the Jim Connor videos in the Discord for people to watch. Um, but yeah, that. Um, we lost uh, Barbara Walters right before New Year's. Did we? Yeah, she died right before New Year's. Oh, damn. I didn't know that. Yeah. Then you had, last night, you had the, what was it, Damar Hassan or something? The player for the Bills who they... Just collapsed on the field. Yeah. And it looked like a pretty innocuous hit. Like, it didn't look like anything special or jarring or anything, but he... I watched the video pretty close. He took a shoulder pad directly to the center of his chest. I think it was a one in a million hit where... He took, a, his heart. he took a blunt force shot to the heart in between beats. And I think it threw off his heartbeat because he stood up and just straight back collapsed. I think he, I think he was dead when he fell and they came onto the field. They did CPR. They got his heart going because they said after the fact he suffered cardiac arrest on the field and they were able to get his heart back going, took him to the hospital, put him under anesthesia to do some tests. I think when he fell, I think he was dead. And that's why I think the players and shit were so shook up because I think they knew. He, and he's a 24-year-old guy, healthy as an ox. Yeah, that's and fucking wild, bro. in a split second, he was dead. Li- literally, heart stopped beating dead. And they were able to bring him back. And that shit's scary as fuck. Because think about it, You're out there. You're 35 out there playing with this dude that's 24. And he drops dead. The only thing that's on your mind is what if I get hit like that next? And apparently yeah. so many of the players didn't want to play after that, that the coaches came together and went to the league and was like, we're not playing again tonight. And dude, there's motherfuckers like, oh, it's bullshit. They should get back on the field and play. It has playoff implications. But I was like, dude, this is more than the game of football. Like if you have a problem with that, you're saying openly that you don't give a fuck about the safety and health of these football players as long as you're entertained. You know who did shit like that? They, Slave owners. They uh, they did what Vince McMahon should have done the night that Owen Hart died. Yeah, just cancel the show. <clears throat> yeah, just cancel yeah. the show. Um, but yeah, yeah that, that's, that's scary as fuck. That like, you know, a pretty regular run-of-the-mill shot killed that kid. So Yeah, well, he's okay. He's not okay now, but he's, he's like yeah, alive Yeah, he's alive now. now. But yeah, he for a moment, he was dead. And yeah, I would scare the shit out of me. I don't know that I would want to go back out on that field. Not right away. Fuck no. Bro, if I got drafted into the NFL, as soon as I got in my like first paycheck, yeah. just when my contract's up, I would just retire. Yeah. And then I would be set off one fucking season. Yeah. But that's the thing is the people who make it to that level love the competition. They don't do it just to make the money. They love playing ball. So that's why Tom yeah, well, Brady's ass is still out there getting the shit beat out of him this year. I want to take the presidents of the United States of America 
like way of football. Go out there, prove I can do it, make the money, go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, who else? I thought it was somebody else. Jeremy Renner yeah, the, didn't die, but he almost died. Yeah. He's apparently, the story I heard is true. He's pretty fucked up at this point. Um, apparently he was using some kind of snowblower or snowplow thing. And the story I was told that they talked to his neighbor and the neighbor said that some safety function on it failed and it like rolled backwards over top of him and like fucked his leg up really, really bad. Like he almost died from blood loss in the driveway. And Jesus. So like he's in the hospital, but he's in pretty bad shape. So I don't think we're going to be seeing a Hawkeye movie anytime soon. Yeah, that fucking sucks. Yeah. I mean, well, I, goddamn. I hope him. I hope he has a really good recovery. You know. Yeah. But yeah. He oh yeah. Absolutely. Worry, he needs to worry about himself more than Disney. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, he is. Yeah. Again, he's got enough money that. Oh yeah. If that's you know the last thing he can live off that Hawkeye money. Oh yeah. Um. So to to bring up the the mood a little bit. Yeah. Let's go to our song of the week, and then we'll dive into our lovely questions from the listeners. Uh, what is your song of the week? In fact, I'm looking at it, and this is a fantastic song. I'm impressed that you actually picked a good song this week. Yeah. What is your song of the week, my good son? Mine is Swing Life Away by Rise Against. I heard it this week, I think, for the first time, or the first time I've recognized it, and was like, damn, this this is a good-ass song. It's a beautiful song. started listening to it. I've listened to it four or five times, because I've been listening to... Like, all my podcasts are on holiday break that I listen to. Um, so, I'm, like, listening to just, like, random Spotify, like, 90s, 2000 mixes and stuff. This song's been thrown in the 2000s mix for a few days. I'm like, man, it's really fucking good. So, I just added it to my list. And, and yeah. listeners, if you don't recognize it by name, it's the song that's like, We live on front porches and swing life away. We get by just fine here on minimum wage. It's a really pretty song. It's uh, it's a song that sounds weird because it's a mixture of like depressing and hopeful, like depending on which verse you're listening to, which yeah. is weird. But like, it's one of those songs that just kind of speaks to my soul. So, hell yeah. Well, I am on the fly going to change mine. What the fuck? Stick to the plan, man. Stick to the plan. <laughs> no, I'm going to I'm gonna change mine on the fly. So in the same vein and that same era of music, you got me thinking about songs that I loved from that era. I'm going to go with I Caught Fire by The Used. Nice. Good song. Have you ever have you ever heard that? Yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic song. Yeah, it's very catchy. Um, it's a good era of music, man. Oh, yeah. Like the, those Tony Hawk bands. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Tony Hawk. <laughs> develop the musical taste for so many people who are now in their 30s and 40s yeah dude honestly uh like tony hawk wrestling games and madden games yes those three <laughs> had banger soundtracks oh, yeah. all of them i love so, like playing on original xbox uh you remember original xbox you could put cds in and save the songs to your hard drive yeah one wrestling game i don't know which one it was but i had it you could import songs as like your Creator wrestlers entrance music that yeah. shit was awesome so i remember being able to do that on ps3 with uh wwe 2k14 and dude each one of my creator wrestlers and i had a bunch i had like a max amount each one of them had their own custom theme song and it was oh, so yeah. cool you know it would be now, so funny if you could do that now and you could have like 
fucking female wrestler coming out to wet ass pussy. I, I mean, so I can do it now on PC because there are like mods that help yeah. with that. But I'm talking about just doing it on like but, Xbox and PlayStation. Yeah. That's probably why they don't let you do that anymore. That's probably exactly why now that the online play is more prevalent. Yeah. And uh, sharing your, your stuff. Speaking yeah, of, a couple episodes ago, we talked about wrestling theme songs. I don't think either of us brought up one of the best theme songs there was. Fucking Shawn Michaels. I think I'm Oh, cute. I, I know, know I'm sexy. sexy. I got Have you ever heard the original version of that? The girls wild. I don't think so. The very, very original version of that was sung by Sherry Martell. Nice. Because she was his valet. And it was, he's just a sexy boy. He's not your boy toy, boy toy. He's just a sexy boy. Oh, yeah. And then when they, when the Sherry left the company, Sean, they were like, Sean, just come in and sing it. And he's like, I sing, I can't sing. And they're like, yeah, that doesn't matter. <laughs> and it worked and it became iconic. Yeah. Hell yeah. Eat your heart out, girls. Hands off the merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good theme song. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You know, yeah, I've dude. got at the store, I've got a couple of the, like, WWF The Music CDs somewhere at the store. I'm going to find those motherfuckers and put them in and listen to them again. Because I'm sure there's shit you on should. there I can't remember that is just such dude. fire. I wonder if they're on Spotify uh, now. I was going to say, go check Spotify because there's some albums. Like, I used to have one that was, uh, I think it was called WWF Originals or WWE Originals. And they were songs sang by the artists. So like Kurt Angles was his theme music and it was, he would he was singing it and it was, I don't suck. I don't suck. I don't suck. I don't suck. <laughs> so this is the, one of the two that I know I have. WWF the music volume four. Yeah. WWE the music now on Spotify, but it was WWF when I, on my CD, I'm pretty sure. I used to have the anthology that had like. The one CD with like Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior and the next CD oh, yeah. with like Bret Hart and all of them. And the next CD was Attitude Era stuff. My favorite one, though, and see if it's on Spotify real quick, was WWF Forcible Entry. Let's see. That album's a banger, bro. Um, yeah, for- it's got Forcible Entry. It's got Disturbs version of Glass Shatters. It's this uh, Steve it's Austin theme. Here, but there's only a bunch of them are grayed out, right? Yeah, there's like seven songs you can actually listen to on here. Is one of them a uh, RVD's theme? It just has the names of the songs. Oh shit! Is what is it called? Uh, one of a kind. Yeah, one of a kind by Breaking Point. Eat that fucking song. Bird, I see where the look in your eyes makes you believe I'm one of a kind. And then uh, is it Our Lady Peace that does whatever the uh, Crispin Walls theme that did it 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 did it. Dude, Dude, that's so good. So let me read you off WWF The Music Volume 4. Okay, please. Break Down the Wall, Chris Jericho's theme song. Mm. The Big Show's theme song. Well, well it's the, well, big, it's the show. big Show. No Chance in Hell, one of the top theme songs of all time. <laughs> Sexual Chocolate. Sexual Chocolate. This is a test. Good ass theme song. <laughs> Wreck, which was Mankind's theme song. Da-da-da-da. Oh, hell yeah. Stone Cold's theme song. Classic. That fucking glass shattered. Anytime I was watching wrestling, I heard that glass shattered. I was like, fuck yeah. Uh, Danger at the Door. 
D'Lo Brown's theme song, Blood Brother, which was Christian's theme song, Ass Man, which was Mr. Ass's theme song. I'm an ass man! Which is Billy Gunn, Daddy Ass yeah. for anybody. Yeah. Underst- Undertaker's Ministry theme song. Ministry theme was fantastic. My Time, which was the Triple H China one. On the Edge, which was Edge's, at the time, new theme song. Is that the, you think you know me? I think so. You think you know me? Uh, Know Your Role, great song. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? The Four Horsemen's theme song today from the 2012 Hall of Fame. And She Looks Good, which was Eve's theme song. Okay. Pretty solid. I remember I had this album. It came out in 2012. Says it came out in 2012. There's no fucking way because I was younger than that when I had that CD. Um, you you might have had the one that I had, which was WWF Anthology, which had like no, the I, eras. I had this exact album. I think they changed it on here when they changed the branding from WWF to WWE. Let's see. That's a possibility. WWF The Music Volume 4 came out in 99. Yes, which is when I would have gotten it. See, I'm, I'm assuming it's 2012. Spotify. It got put on Spotify under WWE the music, so that that changed that. Um, you know who's got a super good theme too is Mark Henry. Oh yeah, his is that all that sexual chocolate. Somebody, no, 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 the, uh, the newer the uh, Hall of Fame on that. Somebody uh, gonna get their ass kicked. Somebody gonna get their wig split. It sounds like Three Six Mafia. Nice. It's a sick beat. You'd like it because you, I know you like rap and stuff. It's it's fucking good, dude. WWE, the music of WCW, starts with the Wolfpack, has March of Alex Wright, Medusa, Mr. Wonderful, Horace Boulder, Natural Born Thrillers, Buff Daddy, Hugh Morris, Scott Riggs, Eddie Guerrero, MIA, Sam Greco, Buzzkill, Mona, Eric Bischoff, Sting, Brian Pillman, Conan, Jimmy Hart, Kurt Henning, Billy Kidman, Tank Abbott, Saturn, Lash LaRoe, Darkman, Canyon, State Patrol, Coach Buzz Stern, Dungeon of Doom, Medusa's 2000 uh, intro, Nasty Sensation, can, American Can you Males. imagine being Hugh Morris, like Bill DeMott, and they tell you, all right, we're going to give you a new gimmick. And he's like, all right, finally, I'm getting rid of his stupid fucking Hugh Morris gimmick. The, the name pun. It's so dumb. All right. Yeah. What's what's my next gimmick? And they're like, all right, you're gonna be huge erection. <laughs> you're coming out in an inflatable dick suit. <laughs> was, they changed his name to Huge Erection. Jesus Christ. <laughs> American Males, Kid Romeo, LWO. LWO is fucking underrated. Pomp and Circumstance, which was the Macho Mayor Randy Savage theme song. The Booty Man. Booker T's G.I. Bro. Alex Wright, the Disciple, O'Hare and Jindrak. The Nitro Girls Poison Song, Sean Stasiak, Gorgeous George. It just keeps fucking going, dude. There's still like 15, 20 more of them. I was going to say, bro, we get it. (laughs) Rick Rick Steiner runs it out. The Dog Pound. uh, Yeah, there's like so many of our listeners that are like, I don't know who any of those fucking people you just named are. I'm doing this for Christina. (laughs) Christina loves wrestling, and I want to make sure she knows that we care about her. If you say so, Hope Slice. Oh, man. There's another one I have. Maybe it's the music volume two. I gotta find my CDs. You start the fire. Breath the hitman heart. 
one of the cooler intros to a theme song, but the overall theme song is just all right. Um, all right, so let's move on into some fucking questions. Let's see. This first one comes in from Dane. Dane. It's a simple Cards Against Humanity card. Why am I sticky? Because I did my job right. I think you're sticky, sir, because you rolled around in a vat of glazed donuts. And now you're all sticky. And you need to wash all that glaze off of you. I know you fucked one of the donuts. Pull a throb on my hot man chicken. And feel free to wiggle dunk those purple bulldog cheeks. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Jeff wants to know... What was the most fun you did for New Year's? I've never I, had I don't know like what that means. The most fun thing you've done for New Year's, I guess. Um, I've never done like a lot for New Year's. Um, like I went to Atlanta for like ninety nine to two thousand New Year's, but it was on like a church group and it was some <clears> big ass like Christian thing at the Coliseum. But that was kind of fun. Yeah, I, I've never really done anything that I can remember for New Year's either. Like and I'm, I'm going to lump in his next question with this, uh, which is from Jeff, too, is what is the dumbest thing you've ever done on New Year's? I don't have one of those either. Went to, went to Atlanta for some big Christian convention <laughs> thing. I don't know. New Year's just isn't that big a deal to me. Like it's, I saw a meme I thought was funny. It was like, the earth makes a full rotation around the sun. Humans, and it's just a bunch of people going buck wild at like house party. And it's like, yeah, we're celebrating something that's going to happen whether we're here or not. Just, I don't know. It just seems weird to me. It's just an excuse to get drunk and act like an idiot for a night. I don't need an excuse. If I want to get drunk and act like an idiot, I'll just do that. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's fun to, like, you know, hang out with your friends or, you know, if you are with if you have a significant other, like, give them the kiss at midnight and things like that. Like, I understand the appeal of it, but I don't know. I've just never really done anything for it. I just never really, never really cared that much. This year, I was playing High on Life and didn't even know it was after midnight until someone texted me, Happy New Year's. I was like, oh, shit. It is 2023 now. Uh, let's see. If you were an elemental magic user, what element would you focus on? Fire, ice, or electricity? And that comes in from Jeff. So, I thought I put some thought into this. I would want electricity because I could be useful if I felt like it. Charge people's battery. I could power people's you know houses in an emergency whatever but and you know me well i could also be a dick with it if somebody pisses me off i could just just fucking kill them uh and like i think i'm gonna go ice like you could hide these powers like people wouldn't have to know so like you could just walk up behind somebody and just like and kill them and be like oh my god that guy just collapsed and it's like it's gonna be like a a dozen dozen and a half people before they start noticing, like, hey, everyone who mysteriously gets electrocuted, this bearded guy is near him. Maybe we should investigate him. Uh, yeah, I'm. so I'm going to go ice, uh, when you're, strictly for traveling purposes. When your so balls ever, get sweaty, you can just... No, I wasn't thinking that. I'm thinking, like, if I need to cross a river, I can freeze it uh, and just walk across. But then um, you'll slip on the ice and fall. Not necessarily. I know how to walk on ice. You say that. You got to be careful and prodding with your steps. You Don't slide that. your feet. Step. Don't but, slide. But what if you accidentally um, freeze the water at an angle and then when you walk out, you just start sliding? Well, then you just ride it till the end because then you, you can you just, just keep freezing just the water. just on that shit. <laughs> just keep riding. Um, it's like fucking ice, man. You're just making a fucking ice slip and slide. But if, if my drink got warm, I could just cool it off again. It'd be sweet. You could, uh, um, you could 
bang some chick in the butt and then just like put your hand on it and be like, here you go. Here's some ice, honey. <laughs> Jesus Christ. For your sore bum. Um, on a scale from one to tits, how would you grade 2022? And that comes in from Dane. 2022 was like getting fucked in the ass with a wooden dildo that wasn't properly sanded and just fucking got a bunch of splinters inside your rectum. 2022 was one of the best and one of the worst years of my life at the same time. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel that's that. what I'm saying. You got fucked, but you got a bunch of splinters, too, in your butthole. <laughs> yeah. Fuck um, 2022. I'm glad it's gone. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it tits. Just just because. To be the uh, the uh, oppos- opposing, f- uh, whatever the fuck I'm trying to say. What is your favorite Weird Al song? And that comes in from Dane as well. This is funny. I'm going to let you go first because I have a specific answer for this and it might shock people. I think my favorite Weird Al song might be The Night Santa Went Crazy because it's such a ridiculous song. Now, is that a cover or is that an original (coughs) Weird Al? It's one of his original songs. Believe it or not, mine's an original Weird Al song too. Is it? (laughs) Nice. It's off the, uh, what was the album that he did, Amish Paradise and... Bad Hair Day? Not Amish Paradise, off Pretty Fly for a Rabbi and the Ooh. Star Wars song. That was the album that had all about the Pentiums on it, I think. Yeah. So was that it was, shit? I don't remember. It was the name of the American Pie song that was about Star Wars Episode One. What the fuck was that album called? Now I gotta look it up. I can see the cover in my head. <clears throat> it's something Al, right? Like Running with Scissors. Running, Running with, with scissors. scissors. The Saga Begins was the name of that Star Wars song. My favorite song is the last song on that album, Albuquerque. That song is prime ridiculousness. And if you uh, haven't heard it, do yourself a favor. Yeah, I haven't heard it in years, so I'll have to go back and listen to that again. It's fucking nuts. Running with Scissors, that was, was a- that also the album that had that song? Sadie, you remember that guy Larry next door? Yeah, he always was the neighborhood pal. And it's the song about how he ends up like tying up that guy and gagging him and torturing him because he was a bully. And stuff like that. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Larry. Might have been on Bad Hair Day. I know this one had the the parody of uh, One Week by Bare Naked Ladies about Jerry Springer. It had the Weird Al Show theme song, which is another fucking great one. Pretty Fly for a Rabbi. My Baby's in Love with Eddie Vedder. Germs, which was the fucking Nine Inch Nails parody. Fucking, dude, this, this album's a banger. Like, if you need a Weird Al album to listen to, listen to Running With Scissors. Or Jurassic Al, I think is what it's called. Yeah. That's a good album, too. Dude, fuck, Weird Al just puts out bangers. That's, yeah, just, just, that's what he, he does. He just puts out bangers. He's he's maybe the greatest musician of all time. I don't know about that, but he's <laughs> definitely good. Um, so what video game he's, movie would you most want to see a video game version of? I will say he may be the greatest musician named Al of all time. Possibly. Possibly. Um, um yeah video game movie no what video game movie would you most want to see a video game version of yes from dane i like dane's suggestion i want to see super mario brothers the movie the game as a sort of a first person not a first person shooter because you're mario but first person beat em up first person survival horror kind of game <laughs> okay tell me that wouldn't be a fucking dope like cyberpunk style game with Super Mario Bros? Yes. Are you talking about the original one? The original live action movie. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, 
Not the new movie, no. That old weird ass live action movie with uh, what's his name? Dude looks like Ron Jeremy. Yeah, I don't know. I just remember John Leguizamo was in that as Luigi. Yeah, he was Luigi. Um, and uh, what's his name? Is what Dennis Kahn was Bowser. Let's see. So I'm going the Mila Jovovich Resident Evil movies. Ooh, that's a good one. I get to play as as her going through and kicking ass. That would be sweet. The coolest shit in those movies was that fucking laser hallway in the first one. You're so all going cool. to die down here. When the fucking laser's coming out, chopping people in half, they figure out the pattern. That one guy's left, he's like, you ain't getting me. And right before it gets to him, it just turns diagonally and turns into a bunch of squares. He's like, oh, fuck. And you see oh, yeah. it cut him into little fucking square chunks. Dices him up. Yeah. Turns him into fucking stakeums. Um, if your penis was used as the mold for a new line of sex toys, what would your model be called? Hmm. That comes in from Dane. The glory hammer. Yeah, the glory hammer. Mine and it would be the laser <clears throat> laser fighting goblin smasher. <laughs> what would mine be called? I want to say something equivalent to a training bra, but that seems really weird. The butt fucker. This is the butt <laughs> yeah. fucker. Yeah, the, the butt fucker 6000. Has a tongue on the end of it that licks your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a cock with a tongue on the end. Yeah, That's attractive looking. You know you can make those. They sell kits where you can like oh, yeah. cast your own Mold dick. Your cock. The problem with it is it takes a long time for like the mold material to dry or like set. So you have to keep a full on raging erection for... 20 minutes or something and that's not the easiest thing to do bluechew.com slash yavspot we need to get that (laughs) bluechew get on it man this is the perfect show for advertising like don't even pay us give us like one of the fucking affiliate links where we get paid if people use it yeah right there's some other company i was thinking about. i want to try bluechew there was another company that i was wanted to reach out to it was about dude we're fucking perfect i can't remember what it was now see that's why i gotta write shit down a sasquatch man soap (laughs) Dude, fuck those commercials, man. Until they sponsor us, fuck them. Once they sponsor us, they're going to be my favorite soap. But <laughs> uh, Let's see. What's your favorite piece of new-to-you media you consumed in 2022? I'm going to put it partly on, or I'm going to blame the Steam Machine for it, but Yakuza? the Yakuza game franchise, the Yakuza slash Judgment game franchises. Because, like, I'd heard of them, and I kind of had some interest in them. And then when y'all played Zero, I listened to the show, and I was like, man, that sounds really cool. I need to play that. And then they put them back on Game Pass. I was like, yeah, let me play it. And, yeah, that series is fucking awesome. So, yeah, that'll be my answer. Um, <clears throat> So, I also am going to throw in Yakuza. But I'm going to give a, a special shout to Repo the Genetic Opera. And I'm going to give a special shout to that Jeffrey Dahmer biopic on Netflix. <laughs> That shit was insane. Oh, man. I'm looking through my... Oh, Pride and Prejudice. That was a great movie. There's I a, watched Pride and Prejudice for the first time this year. There's a book called Pride and Prejudice. I think the movie's based on the book. There's a book called Pride and, Pre- Pride and Prejudice and, jo- and Zombies. Of course there is. There's a whole book series out there where they took literary classics and made them zombie stories. Yeah, and One of them's Pride and Prejudice and, jo- and Zombies. That's hard to say. <laughs> I don't know why that's Pride so hard. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yeah, I don't know why that's so hard for me to say. I keep wanting to say Chombies. Cholo Zombies. Oh, uh, while we're that's on the subject of... That's a fucking of, movie idea right there. 
media that we it was new to us in 2022. Uh, last time Megan was here, I showed her Dogma and the First Clerks. Good. So next time she comes, it will be uh, Ball Rats and Clerks too. I was thinking Clerks two and something else. Yeah, Mall either Mall Rats. Rats or maybe Chasing Amy. Uh, I like Mall Rats better, but Chasing Amy is more of a chick flick. <clears throat> That's what I was thinking. Like. I'm going to hit her with Clerks 2. Maybe I'll give her a chick flick to like, <laughs> you know, counterbalance Clerks 2, which is they, so not a chick flick. Aren't they working on Mallrats 2? Uh, I think he's trying to, yeah. He's trying to get that off the ground. Because I got Clerks 3 yeah. downloaded as well, and I haven't watched it yet. I was going to wait until she's seen Clerks 1 and 2. Yeah. I still and then watch Clerks 3 I still with haven't it. seen it either. From what I've heard, it's a tearjerker at the end, and I'm yeah. interested to see. You know, what goes on with that, so. Um, what was the other one? There's Dogma, Mallrats. Isn't there a third one in the Viewers universe that's not, or am I just thinking Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? There's there's Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, um, Clerks to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, uh, Jay Dogma. Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. No, it was, that was Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old was their podcast. True. <laughs> uh Jersey, I don't know if Jersey Girl. Jersey Girl's counts. not in the no, it's not in the universe. It's a Kevin Smith movie, but it's not in it that universe. The really Venus fucking universe. good movie though. Definitely worth watching. Yeah. It's one that I do. I have downloaded as well. Um, but yeah. So, what was the worst piece of new media that you consumed in 2022? What was the worst? I don't know. You have one. Outlast two. <laughs> worst, like quality wise, or worst, like moral wise. Uh, just it just didn't live up to the standard that was set by the first Outlast game, oh. in my opinion. Even though like I was more intrigued by the story going on in Outlast Two, they did not execute it well, in my opinion. <clears throat> I can't really think of any. Like I didn't watch a lot of like bad movies this year. Um, I don't know. I can't think of it. All the games I played were at least pretty good. Like I didn't like Neon Abyss, but I did play a little bit of it. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I didn't. It wasn't bad. I just didn't like it. I just didn't. I didn't expect that to be your style of game. No, yeah, I didn't expect it to be going into it, but I tried it anyways. I don't know. I can't think of anything that was just like I, that I consumed that I was just like, this is bad. Maybe a mobile game. Fair enough. Maybe I played <laughs> some shitty mobile game. It was like this sucks and deleted it off my phone. Uh, and then our our final question for this episode comes in from Jeff. Have you started watching Cobra Kai? No, and I don't intend on watching it because it just doesn't appeal to me. And my answer is also no for pretty much the exact same reasons. Now, don't get me wrong, Jeff. I like the first Karate Kid movie, and I like the, uh, is it called The Next Karate Kid with what's-her-name? The one with the girl? I have no idea. I think it's called The Next Karate Kid. I want. I was say, all about Three Ninjas. I want to say <laughs> Natalie Portman, but I don't know if that's right. Like High Noon at Thunder Mountain? Hell yeah. No, uh, Hillary Swank. Because Hillary Swank was in that movie. Came out in 94. So I was 8 when it came out. How old was Hillary Swank then? She's 48. So 94, she was 20. But she was playing a teenager. Um, but there's a scene where like somebody goes to go in her room. And she's like putting her shirt on. And she's just standing there in a bra. And I was like 8. And I was like, oh, I'm in love with her. Because I saw like her without a shirt on and just a bra. And she was a girl, like, <laughs> slightly, supposed to be a girl slightly older than me. And I was just like, oh. So, like, I have a fond spot in my heart for that movie because she was hot in it. 
tremendous. <laughs> yes. But yeah, the first Karate Kid movie is great, but like Cobra Kai just doesn't doesn't that, interest me at all. Doesn't do it for you? Nah. Well, sir, on that note, brings us to the end of our show. Yes. Which is going to lead us to some house cleaning, which is if you want to send us an email, you want to ask us a question and stay under the radar with it, you can email us at yetanotherbspod at gmail.com. You want to send us naked pictures of yourself? That's the way to send them. So uh, if you'd like to make people naked pictures of other people, you shouldn't do that without their permission. It's not, yeah, it's not a good thing to do. Uh, if you want to check out our Facebook group along with all of the you know, tumbleweeds and blowing wind sandstorms, facebook.com slash group slash yet another BS podcast. You want to uh, find us over on Twitter, it's at Yabs Pod. You can find Jeremy at just call me Jezza. You can find me at Super Nerd Dalton. If you want to check out our website, which is behind, and that's my bad, uh, yavspod.wordpress.com. And if you would like to support the show and toss us a few duckies, uh, patreon.com slash yavspod. Uh, if you donate a dollar or more, you get the episodes early, and you also get your name shouted out like these wonderful people, Jeff, Kana, Megan, Ostara, and Team Retrogue. And I also believe if you donate $5 or more, you get that plus some extra bullshit yep. each and every month. So, sir, to end this episode, I have a question for you. What's that? Do you know what peppers do when they get mad? What? They get jalapeno face. (laughs) Uh, And on that note, take it easy. (laughs) 